Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is April 17th, 2023. We're here to review WWE Raw with Denise Salcedo. Denise, uh, I know one thing. You're not thirsty right now. Why? Why do you say that? (laughs) Because in the moments between me saying we're going live and me hitting the graphic, I hear glug, 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 glug. (laughs) You could hear that? Wait, did that come out in the audio on the show? Very, I hope so. Very no, clearly. I don't I need to hear, hear I don't need to have people hear me gulping. Okay, so like low-key, one of the things I really hate about myself and I can't help it is I'm a really loud gulper. So if you've ever heard me drink soda like in public, you'll hear like gulp, gulp, gulp. <laughs> I can't like I can't like do a soft gulp. <laughs> Sean. Denise, hello? are you saying that you gulp hard? No, I said loudly. I just really hope you can't hear that in the audio because if you heard it, that means that everybody who watches the show in the beginning is going to hear me gulping. So, Sean, how are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. Don't tell me I said something inappropriate. What's wrong with being a loud gulper? (laughs) How? I've been on this show for one minute and 40 seconds. You know, like part of my job is how do we get new revenue streams? How do we figure out how to expand Fightful? How do we get it to grow? Not easy with my social media conduct already. So I got to think of other ways, like maybe appeal to sponsors. You know, maybe one day we could get some sort of radio deal, like like the serious gimmick that you're on, Denise. We get about 33 seconds into any show, and I realize that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Why? Because you're busy gulping. Uh, Look, all I did was you said, Denise, we're going to go live. And I said, okay, good. And I grabbed my water and that's it. And then I hopped onto the show. You got the bot showing up already. Hey, by the way, 
two things I wanted to say. First and foremost is I feel like I haven't seen you in like three months, even though I saw you like two weeks ago. And the second one is I'm ready to do an intervention on you, Sean. Why? What What now? Intervention time. Okay. Why? What happened? Because like you just mentioned right now on the show about your Twitter account, it's time to intervene. Let's mute Denise right now. Um, (laughs) There's me intervening. Uh, But anyway, leave a thumbs up on this video. Give me a super chat. Give me a humper chat. If you want your question or statement read on the air, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, We're just going to remove Denise from this. That way she can't do anything at all. Because I could hear her not only gulping. I tried. You tried. You see, I tried to be a good friend to you, Sean. Lots of people have tried. You know what these people need to do? To leave me alone. That's all they got to do, Denise. That's all they got to do is leave me the fuck alone. Leave me a thumbs up. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. We got Denise over here having the gall to offer me advice when she's talking about gulping them down hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I thought, you know what? Sean is my friend. I should probably. A friend that cares is a friend that intervenes. Well, Tamela is saying Sean should give Denise a raise. I don't know. I don't is know. Tamela says, Tamela says, here's the rest of my lunch money for this week. All right. You know what? What? I won't address another troll on Twitter for the rest of the week and see how I feel. How about that one, Denise? The rest of the week? You're saying this on a Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. What what cool. happens if you cool. do it, if you actually do it, though? You should get an um, award. I believe in the rewards, reward system. I do, too. You should do this show for free for a year. Oh, uh, fuck no. Adrian- I'll fight with everybody. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'll start like I'll search your name up and I'll find things to upset you and send them directly to you. People just, already do. People what? already do. You know, I just think that's a really mean thing to do, by the way. Like, I don't it's, like when people so, come up to me and they say, oh, you know, everyone hates you or, you know, so and so hates you. Are you oh, saying thanks. everybody hates me, Denise? No, but no, I'm saying people tell Damn. me that. So here's what happens. I got a lot of Twitter followers and they send me shit, even though I say, hey, maybe don't send me shit. Now, Twitter has this dumbass for you tab to where if anybody types your name in, it's like, you know what? Homeboy might want to see this tweet. No, I don't at all, ever, ever, even if there's a fire. And I got these weirdos that are like, eh, you're, you're vanity searching. Let me tell you what happens when you type in SRS. Something about sexual reassignment surgery, which, let me tell you, is not related to me. And if you type in my name, guess what comes up? My own tweets, because I tweet a lot. I tweet a lot. So There's actually another SRS. There's a supplemental restraint system. It's for airbags. I was going to say, something tells me you're familiar with that based on the way you talk on this show. No, it's for airbags, like the car airbags. Yeah, yeah. People send me like their their. Yeah, because I've seen it on the cars. It'll say SRS. Yeah, I save lives. I save lives. I know. I've had a million cars like that. But, yeah. But Jimmy has, you know, years ago he was like, don't don't listen to the trolls. Well, I don't listen to them, but I'll address them. And I'm like, Jimmy. Pay me money not to, and then I won't. I can be bought. I can absolutely be bought. But you know what? Just to appease you, Denise, 
and all you people, all these wonderful people, I will. Because, uh, yeah, Eduardo Lonzo says Denise took her ball and went home last week. Yes, I did. Mayor Pete says gulper chat. Yes, you can send a gulper chat or humper chat uh, over at youtube.com slash fightful or humperchats.com. Uh, Denise, did you get to 100K yet? No, I'm almost there. I'm like less than 200, I think. If you're here, please go subscribe to Denise Alcedo's YouTube. Get her to 100,000. And uh, yeah, subscribe what? to us too. Oh, 149. There you go. There you go. What's the percentage Wood says was Vince backstage tonight? When can we relax on whether he'd be coming to shows or not? So again, that first night, boy, it was nasty. He showed up right before the show, changed a bunch of stuff, sat right between Bruce and Triple H, and was there. Then on the Friday, we were right. Dude was at an Eagles concert that night, of all things. Did I tell you about that? That's Wait, like you're not kidding? Like this no, is real? No, no. So I had somebody that hit me up, and they're like, he's going to an Eagles concert. And someone from WWE called me on Thursday, and they go, what do you know about Vince and this Friday? And I was like, well, this is going to sound really weird, but I hear he's going to an Eagles concert. And that person said that that person kind of chuckled and they're like, it's very funny that you say that. Cause like nine months ago he went to an Eagles concert and nobody knows about it. So I was like, Holy shit. He's really going to an Eagles concert. But did he go this Friday too? I, I no, no, it was the, it was just the Friday after mania. But he wasn't there the following Monday. He wasn't there this past Friday. He wasn't there tonight. Is he following them on tour? No, no. I mean, he wasn't at Raw or SmackDown, not the Eagles. <laughs> He's not like a Grateful Dead roadie or anything. But It was a joke, son. But I'm going to sit here and I'm, I'm going to result. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment until like through the draft. Once we get through the draft and all that, all right. Nick Khan is is being adamant that Triple H is still in control. But, you know, the talent lose faith in that when they have plans set up and Vince comes in and just eats up the script and throws it away. So um, the, the the sad reality is, as, as what's the percentage would says, midlife crisis Vince at 77. It's not something I expected. On any given night, Vince can just pop in and say, I'm changing everything. And there's not a lot anybody can do about it unless the Endeavor board votes him out eventually. So Justin Reed um, says, Do you think that the chances of that are even likely? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Jimmy Van is, is well, uh, much more adept at these things than I, uh, here's a funny one. Somebody's saying, whoa, F4W crossover. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We had Denise on here well well before F4W. Don't what the hell are you talking about? Fight for me now, okay? What the hell are you talking about? It always trips me out, by the way, because I have been with Fightful for three years, and then I've been with uh, F4W now for like two. So yeah. it's literally just a one-year difference, but it happens to me all the time where people don't know I work for F4W, and then people yeah. don't know I work for Fightful. My God. Know. But uh, Jimmy thinks that Endeavor will have the majority of the board, and not only that, not only will Endeavor have the majority of the board, Nick Khan will likely be on the board of WWE and Nick Khan was one of the people that voted against Vince McMahon to begin with. So 
It was yeah, interesting was though because I was reading the um I was reading the quotes from uh Dana White's interview that he did with Pat McAfee on his show and one of the things that he was talking about was Ari Emanuel and he was basically saying that Ari kind of lets you run your business however you want. So based on based on like what Dana White said and a lot of what I read off of that, I kind of felt that like Vince is kind of basically allowed to do as he pleases. Of course, that's just me, me making an assumption based on these quotes. Um, yeah. But it, it is it is one of those things that like the fact that they have, that they feel the need to keep reiterating that Vince McMahon is not in creative. I'm going to take it as a good sign because that just tells me that they're fully aware that people don't necessarily want Vince McMahon to be in charge of creative. Like if you have to keep telling us and reiterating in it over, like in literally every breathing interview that Nick Khan has done, like within the last couple of like eight months, they've all been the same quote. Yeah. So that kind of plays into something that I reported today because Becky Lynch posted a tweet and she was like, I won't be at raw today. Came out. She's dealing with an injury, but also playing that into her story. But she also changed her Twitter name to Rebecca Quinn uh, between Twitter select. And then when I checked uh, Instagram and Facebook messages, we had over 20 people saying what's her contract status. So I found out her contract is up in June of next year. Some people are like, well, this isn't notable. Is it? Yeah, it is notable because look at how UFC has negotiated and hasn't negotiated under Endeavor. They just let their UFC heavyweight champion walk right out the door. Now, granted, we have heard from other companies that Francis Ngannou is asking for a lot, lot of money. But we do not know from a budget perspective what Endeavor will look at WDB and be like, okay, this is the budget that you're operating within. This is what we want you to match. And we don't think this person is worth it. Because if Ari Emanuel goes to Vince McMahon and he says, this person is not worth it. Listen, I'm not saying that he's going to. He might walk up and be like, Becky Lynch, Drew McIntyre, not worth it. Let him go. And then he might look and say, Rick Boogs, give him as much as he wants. It's it's up to him. It's they up feel to him. A little bit more, they feel a little bit more cutthroat in the sense that if they don't necessarily want to pay a price tag or whatever the situation is, I do feel that they're more uh, likely to like let go of talent instead of you know going and you know trying to trying to find a happy middle, like a find a middle ground, you know? And Becky is rep by CAA and Endeavor is a competing agency. So that should be interesting. Emily Duda says sucks that Triple H will lose his board spot since they can only have two internal WWE board appointees. Could Septing McMahon count as an external board member since she's not at WWE anymore? Probably. I think that they could probably orchestrate that to where she could. I will uh, ask about that. I you think will, she'd want to? Yeah, I think she'd want to. I think she'd want to. Uh, the notorious says Nganu also wanted to box while being on the UFC deal. There's a lot more to it than him just out the pay aspect. Listen, you pay somebody the right amount and they'll do it. How many boxing matches does he have lined up right now? The answer is zero. So there's, 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 you're right. There's a whole lot more. Izzy says Denise lost her smile last week. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I lost uh, everything I last week, man. <laughs> Adrian Wells. I just want to shout out our friend Adrian Wells. He sends uh, these donations every week, and he'll be like, no comment, just showing love. And he sent a bunch and sent five YouTube memberships. So I will, uh, I'll put some content that will probably never be released on Fightful 
for the YouTube uh, members and stuff. Because, I mean, save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's some stuff that we can't release, some stuff that we won't release, uh, some stuff that just isn't suitable for release too, but uh, we'll do that. Thank you, Adrian. Justin Reed says, Sean, keep the tweeting. It's the best part of the day. Denise, acknowledge your fightful chief and let him keep smashing trolls on Twitter. I mean, some of them say such stupid shit that I can't help. They're like, why would you report on contract news? And I'm like, do you all watch television ever? Like, I, I watch sports TV every day. It's it, How often have you heard about Aaron Rodgers' contract in the last three months, Denise? In your house. Oh, 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 dear Lord. Don't even get me started on that, please. There you go. But yeah, we just need to limit you, Sean. We need to limit you. At least five per day. Five per day. You know what? I know you're at way more than five per day. Way more than that. I'm at way more than that. (laughs) I know. I forgot Uh, what day it was. I I told my husband, I was like, God damn, I think Sean tweeted like 400 times today. (laughs) Well, you know what? I work on the internet, so that happens. But, uh, yeah, Mario Judas says, Sean Ross Sapp looking kind of scrumptious. See, if people would just send me shit like that, I wouldn't have to respond to dipshits, right? But, I, I mean, a quick way to get blocked by me on Twitter is saying, and why, why would anybody subscribe when it'll be on the Internet five minutes later? Well, guess what? Blocked. And everybody who likes it, a blocked because it costs zero dollars to scroll right past. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And I can't if not, get if, anyone blocked, by the way. True or not true. I am only a dick to people when they do something to me first. That is true. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Get the tables. Sends us a 21 viewer Twitch raid. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you. Check us out on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Will sends a humper chat and says, Sean and D-Nice, not wrestling related, but I was hoping you guys could say hello to my son, Caleb. He had reconstructive foot surgery today, and we're watching tonight while he is set to take his last, or he's set to, while waiting to take his last set of pain meds for the night. I sounded like I was just on pain meds right there, but hope that you get well soon, Caleb. I uh, hate hearing that. Hope you're, hope you're doing all right. I mean, honestly... Uh, there are sometimes I just want to break my foot off across Denise's ass and need reconstructive what? surgery of my own. Need to watch some. Uh, need to watch some in living color, Denise. I anyway, was about to say he's he's a brave one for going through something like that. He is absolutely, yes. absolutely. That that sounds you know, that sounds rough. So sending love to Caleb, absolutely. Call Me Crazy says, hi, Sean and Denise. Who's your pick for Money in the Bank? Personally, I'm speaking into existence. Dominic, the heat of him cashing in successfully, successfully, she says. Someone brought this up to me the other day, and I nearly died. I'm sorry. Call Me Crazy. I will. It was Call Me Crazy. Call Me Crazy was the person who brought this up to me on one of my other shows and nearly caused me to, like, have a big, massive meltdown. That's why why my reaction's not that big right now because he mentioned it last time too and i was like bro don't even put that out into existence like i don't want to like 
you know, Dom has definitely improved. Don't get me wrong. But can you imagine if we sat here in a universe where Dominic Mysterio won the money in the bank and then successfully cashed in on Roman Reigns as was the guy to defeat Roman Reigns? Can you imagine Ooh, what that universe would look no. like? No, stop it. But then, Sean, but then, Sean, here's the thing, though. And this is something that I brought up last time. I was super uber convinced, super uber convinced, because I really thought that there was no way in hell that Cody was going to lose that WrestleMania. Mm. So now I've come to the conclusion that whatever it is I think and fully believe in does not matter. Things can happen. Shocking things can happen. No. No. Hold on. Get into WWE brain, though. If Vince was running things, if Vince was running things <laughs> and he saw the massive heat and reaction that uh, Dominic Mysterio was getting, he's getting like one of the biggest reactions out there. Do you the think he'd only, do it? The only reason I don't think so is because he never put the title on Baron Corbin. And I think he view he I think Vince would view them as very similar performers. That's mm. I don't know, man, at this point. Call me crazy. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> we have a super Humber chat that says, uh, was channel surfing Saturday, found myself watching Wow Women of Wrestling, enjoyed my time, solid hour of wrestling. Do you guys have any guilty pre pleasure promotions or pay-per-views that you guys watch? I know a lot of people don't like ECW on TNN. I loved that era. I'm re-watching it. It was not nearly as good as I remembered, but... Uh, yeah, Wrestling Society X was a guilty pleasure of mine. I really liked that. I liked Human Tornado. I liked uh, a lot of stuff there. Any any guilty pleasures for you, Denise? Why do I say guilty pleasure? Because the option that I would give, because guilty pleasure basically signifies something that is not considered good, that you're still a fan of. And I feel that the things that I watch are good. Okay, fair. So, but one of the things that I, that I have like been kind of like, not like, Super randomly, though, my husband is like really, really into like uh, he watches like literally everything from Japan. Like he'll watch all Japan. He watches Noah. He watches DDT. He watches literally freaking everything. And I don't have the time to watch all of that. But he, every now and then I sit in and just kind of freaking chill and watch some of the stuff. And I'm like, damn, like. I don't know how to explain it. It's just different. It's just other level stuff. But I wouldn't say that's a guilty pleasure because I feel like guilty pleasure signifies that it's not good. We have Kim Gray saying, if Dom cashed in successfully, RIP Sour Graps Alex. Yeah, he would be mad. Thank you for John Go Gohan, I think, the third, for sending in a super chat. Bronson Foley says, just left the arena from attending my first Raw, and it was better than I expected. If you if you were there live, I thought it was a pretty solid show tonight. Especially, I agree. Tom Brady says, "What matches do you see being added to Backlash?" I think Rhea versus Zelina makes an awful lot of sense, Denise. You think we're going to see uh, Bronson and uh, Lashley given mm -hmm. today's events? I think we should. Yeah, I think that should be added as well. Well, that's what all we I've saw, got right now. <laughs> I'm going to roll all of the Bloodline Judgment Day stuff into the main event of the show. But Brandon Charles Powell says, I feel like Dom successfully cashing in the briefcase is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it could be. No. Um, That's not man. even a guilty pleasure. That's like, I don't know, like a kink that you should be hiding from people. Wow. Otis, Maxine, and Gable. I'm loving this. I just, I, 
I really dig the Maximum Male Models Alpha Academy, Alpha Academy stuff. And I think Alpha Academy are becoming really good baby faces too. The crowd They've wants been. to like them. Yeah, but I mean, the crowd wants to like them and, and have for a long time. I think they've always had it. And even when they were like not baby faces, I still feel that people were still kind of like people love they were having a good time whenever they would get irritated with the shush and the uh, uh, thank you and all these other things that they would do. Uh, I still remember like I wish we kind of what was it, that thing that they did with Matt Riddle, the quiz thing? Like the trivia. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that. I kind of wish that they would do something like that again because that was really fun. Well, we've got Bianca Belair defeating Dakota Kai. I thought this was a good one. One of many good matches on this show. My only complaint is at the end of this match, I feel like they should have focused more on EO and her locking eyes with Bianca. It was more on Bianca and then Bailey and Dakota than it was EO, who is in line set set to compete next and you saw eo like doing a thing where she said that she had her eyes on bianca and all that but otherwise i'm cool i'm cool with that elite biscuit says to this day i don't get champs wrestling and singles matches that aren't for the title and tozawa as the first overall pick is my new agenda i'm completely fine with bianca defeating dakota because bailey had the the, the chance to get a title shot and she, she had to give it up to EO. But then Dakota wanted to prove herself too. So if Dakota had won this, she would have had the right to say, well, I deserve one as well. But now she doesn't because she lost in what I thought was a good match. She took the KOD so well. She's she, She's been such a great hire. She's very versatile. She can work singles. She can work tags. She can do serious stuff. She can do comedy stuff. She's, she's able to do a lot. And I enjoyed this match. The thing like the thing that I've been feeling more towards damage control is that I really kind of want to see what a singles run would look like for Dakota Kai. Because one of the things that was always kind of happening with Dakota on the NXT brand was she was always part of good things. Like you were always kind of I remember there was a point where you really thought that she was going to become NXT women's champion. And it felt like that was the direction that they should have gone in and they didn't. And so I always feel like I've been sort of left with wanting to see Dakota Kai in this like really high position where she's, you know, competing for the championship. And she's, you know, actually I would love the day that Dakota Kai becomes champion I'm literally going to be so freaking over the moon with it because uh I don't know I have like this vision of like what it could look like because she is um she's different she has a different vibe a different aesthetic and to me uh I feel like she stands out differently from some of the other girls on the roster and that makes me want to kind of you know, see her more in this, in this light, in this space. And so anyways, with this match, I was, I was mainly just happy that we got to see this nice singles match between both Dakota and Bianca. And uh, you mentioned like, you know, Dakota being this great hire and Sean, obviously you were there for WrestleMania and doing all of those media events. I want to bring something up because I don't know if you remember Sean, but Dakota was legitimately one of the first people that went out there to start doing the interviews. And I kid you not, at the very, very end, like when everybody was already packing up and everything, she was one of the last people that was still there doing interviews. Like this girl did yep. like four hours worth of interviews. Her and, and MVP. Yes, it could be very taxing. And so I just like, I don't know, I just earned like a whole new level of respect for her, uh, like a different kind of respect than, you know, just being a performer, just a little bit different. But yeah, 
see a lot of y'all talking about wrestlers and Twitch. Oh, I got a story for y'all this week. Don't worry. A good one coming to FightfulSelect.com. Can you give us a Please tease? Subscribe. I just did. I just did. Reddit gets mad when I tease stories, I've learned. Orion Ben says, oh, wait, never mind. That, that one's for the, the Rhea segment. That's for the Rhea segment. We got Seth Rollins versus The Miz. I loved this match. I thought this was Miz's best match in a very long time. Uh, KE775 says, what was the point of Seth versus Miz uh, with Seth just getting a W? Well, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I'm okay with them having a match just to have it. But like in this particular situation, they set it up to where Miz had a fighting chance, so to speak. Like There, there was a little bit of doubt thrown in. And there were a couple times I was like, oh my God, are they going to do some weird shock win here? That's how good some of the near falls were. And there, there was like an elevated code breaker that I loved from The Miz. Seth was going about 120 miles an hour. His pace was unmatched. He has been wrestling like he's proving a point. And uh, it showed in this match. An incredible performance from both of these guys. And sometimes you need The Miz to have a performance like this to remind people what exactly it is that he can do. And uh, those DDTs you know, weren't quite Sean Ross Sap-level DDTs, but they were really good DDTs, Denise. What did you think of this match? Right. So you kind of stole the words out of my mouth when you said that this was the Miz's, like, best, the Miz's best match in a really long time because it's true. I can't even think about the last one. And I'm going to be completely honest here. When this match you know, got started, I was like, ah, I'm not going to care about this. Like, I don't really care about this match, right? And this was one of those matches that – and, you know, when you take like a double look and you're like, wait, what? Because it really picked up and you're right where Seth Rollins was going at like 120 miles per hour. I mean, the guy, he looked like he kind of, he came out like he wanted to prove a point. And to me, it kind of felt like Seth Rollins came in here with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I just kind of felt like Seth kind of was just, I don't know, hitting things a little extra harder, doing things a little extra faster than he normally does. So I kind of took it as, you know what, Seth's trying to, Seth, Seth may be letting out something in this match here. And that's the way that I kind of read that whole, um, you know, vibe during it. But um, the consecutive dives from the at the top of this match with Seth Rollins just like going at it and then there was like this really funny like like this um almost like this uh fish what is it like fish bowl lens type of yeah. um fish islands yeah. right that's kind of how we got like this shot of seth rollins which i thought was kind of brilliant but i loved that even the ddts that you mentioned from the miz uh i didn't think they were half bad i thought they were great the ending um with the falcon arrow to the stomp from seth rollins i thought it was a really um good exclamation point of a finish with the match that actually felt like a sprint. This was legitimately the highlight of raw for me in terms of, I truly wasn't expecting it to be this good. And secondly, it was the best match of the night today. So I feel like I really need to give this match it's flowers and it's due, especially because I didn't really care when the match started. And then I completely felt differently afterwards. So they won me over and I feel like that needs to be acknowledged. Mr. Acosta says, Miz said, all right, bet. Let me have a banger. He did, too. He had a yeah. great match. Zach says, did, did Seth ruin the cash-in at Mania 31? After that, where do you go from there to make a cash-in matter beyond a universally beloved person like Big E? 
Oh, you you don't want me to go on this tangent. Uh, the way that they have booked women specifically as Money in the Bank winners has been just the most remarkably lazy thing. Denise, there have been zero women since Carmella who have held that briefcase longer than one full day. Yeah. You told me, I remember we were talking about this at the last Money in the Bank, and I was like, damn, I didn't really realize that that was like a thing that had been happening. And then you think back at it and you're like, oh, shit, like they could definitely do a lot better with the women. And they always do like right next night, same night type cash-ins. Um, I would like to see something differently. I mean, that moment when Seth Rollins came out and uh, had his cash-in, uh, I was there for that. I remember like the moment and it was a pretty long like ramp that he had to like run through. I remember that moment felt like for me a peak WWE moment because I was so invested in that. And I know there was a little, you know, drama afterwards where some people were very unhappy that that happened, but not nah, for me. I thought that was a really cool cash in. I did too. Um, I am, I am very, very excited to see how the cash in works under triple H. Now, granted the one that we saw under him did not instill a lot oh. of confidence in me with Austin theory. I still, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't think that you needed that to get to where he is now. He could have just lost the briefcase to someone else. And then it would have made a lot more sense, but they, they made him look bad. It would have still they been still considered rock bottom, sure. but they really just, uh, I mean, God, go back and rewatch that episode. For those of you who didn't watch that episode of our post show. Yep. Um, it's just, just not good. But I'll tell you what is good. NordVPN.com slash Fightful Denise. Get a great deal. Get 30 days money back guarantee with the fastest VPN in the world. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I'm going to tell you about some of the features. Shielding your data from snoops and criminals. Protecting yourself on public Wi-Fi. Secure every device you own, no matter what the operating system or the device. You can add extra layers of security to your digital life with their NordPass password manager and your NordLocker file encryption tool. They've got that threat protection, a global server network. You're safe from disruptions with their kill switch feature. They've got 24-7 support. So if for some reason you need some help finding out which virtual location works best for you, I see people asking me that all the time. Uh, sometimes I'm able to help, but they got that 24-7 support that'll help you out. It'll help you figure that out. And you say, well, why would I need to change my virtual location with just one click? Well, maybe you want to get pay-per-view at a much more affordable price. Uh, Denise, you don't have to deal with this as much because you're West Coast. But over here on the East Coast, sometimes we got to wait till 3 a.m. Eastern for new shows to drop. But on the overseas services, I get it on UK time. So it's 7 p.m. Eastern when I end up getting to watch them. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Save big, get extra months, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. They have been talked about by Forbes, BuzzFeed, uh, PC Magazine, Wired, Yahoo, Entrepreneur, TED, Business Insider, and tons more. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. If you use this, please hit me up so I can give you a shout out on Twitter. I'll show you the love that I'm not showing trolls. You will get the attention that uh, I am foregoing this week. Thanks to Denise. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to keep tabs on you. <laughs> Brandon Charles Powell says, hopefully the draft will put Bronson Reed on the same show with Wade Barrett. He's the only one that can call Bronson's finisher properly. 
Um, I love Bronson's finisher, and I loved this Bronson Reed video package, Denise. He's yeah. Mr. Nice Guy. But he's not nice, though, right? No. Like, that's the, the thing. I had long pitched a gimmick for Apollo Crews where he's backstage and he's smiling and he's really happy, but he says something to you and it sounds like a compliment and you're oh, like backhanded compliments. Sort of. Yeah. Like Those are where, the worst, Sean. I know, but from Apollo, he's so nice. You can't tell. You don't know if it's a backhanded compliment or not. So you're just really confused. Oh, oh my God, Sean, you grew into your ears. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I, I would love that. Ears. I would love that. Okay. But here's the thing though. It would depend on the person who does it because it could, it could either be like whoever does it could be like really funny but then if somebody else does it, that's more of like a natural heel. It could be like a really irritating thing where you're like, oh, I yes. hate this person. But then there's a different version of a person that can do it that could be funny. Like if Matt Riddle did it, it would be funny. Yeah, I think I think that would have been great for him. But I, I'm loving Bronson Reed right now. I think he was a great signing by WWE. Yeah, man, I'm a fan. But uh, with Bronson Reed, I don't think they'll do something like that. I think Mr. Nice Guy, the way that I see it is like, he's just going to come in and like, kill people well yeah. that's what happened at the end of this lashley theory match which went a while and as it went on i'm like how are they getting out of this because triple h doesn't traditionally like to pin his singles champions he doesn't like to do that and then i was like well bobby lashley isn't gonna lose because he's got this program with bronson reed coming up and it's based on those being the two big unbeatable hosses so Lashley, in theory, I thought had a good match. They rekindled a bit of their feud that they had had in the past. Uh, I thought that that was good. But it also, this was one of those DQs that made sense to me. And this is the Peter Griffin versus the chicken story. Bronson Reed can't be in the building without whipping Bobby Lashley's ass. And I expect Bobby Lashley to keep that same energy. We need to get a cut in next week when the show is starting and they can't, they're being separated. And then again, Later on in the show, I want to see them tumbling down the ramp in the middle of somebody else's match. I want to see that. First off, what would you think of Lashley versus Theory and the DQ before we got to uh, Bronson Reed? So at first, I kind of wasn't really too into the match. At first, I thought it was a little bit like slow, like not not good at the beginning. I was a little bored with it, but I, it did end up picking up and I got invested in it. I think one of my favorite parts was when uh, Lashley was going for a spear and then Theory just like leapfrogged out of, out of the direction of avoiding that spear from Bobby Lashley. I thought that was really good. And then Bobby had some really good like dominating spots afterwards, which I thought all tied in very nicely. Um, and then after words when he locked in the hurt lock and mm -hmm. I was kind of still expecting a little bit more at this point but the match had gone a pretty good amount of time so when Bronson Reed came out I was actually very happy with this because normally there was a period of time where we would get so many DQ finishes like this where they kind of were just like very irritating at one point and I feel like it's been a while or at least we're not seeing them nearly as often as we were before so I didn't mind the DQ finish and I especially didn't mind the DQ finish only because um now keep in mind like i wasn't really sure if i had missed something on raw last week regarding uh bobby lashley and bronson reed so my whole thing was oh, okay cool like we're going in this direction with bobby and bronson so to me that feels like a more important storyline and this is the thing with bronson reed since he came in it's like 
So when he first came in, they had paired him up with The Miz and everybody quickly shit on that. And you can tell that they immediately backtracked that. So we didn't have to suffer through much of that. And then afterwards, uh, he was having these really um, entertaining, like quick little squash matches that were very entertaining. Um, And then after that, it was kind of like, okay, well, where are you going to go? Because you know that Bronson Reed can kind of do something of a different magnitude of a different level. So this program with Bobby Lashley, I almost feel bad. I almost wish that this was something that started before WrestleMania. So Bobby Lashley could have had a WrestleMania match. Um, but anyways, um, I hope for what we get right now prior to the draft, I think that they can do something really fun here. And I do hope that we get this match at um, Backlash. It seems pretty, I don't know, pretty obvious that we should be getting it at Backlash. I, I think so too, and I, I'm pumped for it. I'm very, very excited for it. We got the Becky Trish video and the Trish Stratus promo. She made it clear she is not a sidekick. She's one of the greatest of all time. She says she is the greatest of all time, and I understand her feeling that way. And uh, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing her and covering her last match ever, which ended up not being her last match ever, but she's going to come out of retirement. She still looks great. She still performs great. And she's in there with Becky Lynch. I'm pumped for this, Denise. I thought the promo made a lot of sense where she's like, I'm not playing second banana, third banana, anything. I'm the star. I'm the leading character. And anybody who's got a problem with it can can piss off. I thought I, I thought this made a lot of sense why she explained why this happened. Yeah, it was unfortunate that the crowd didn't really seem invested in this, though. I kind of felt like they didn't really care too much, but which was interesting because I felt like, I don't know, people online felt like they cared. I don't know. Um, But the audience, I think, could have been just a I don't know. I think they could have. I don't know, just cared a little bit more about what she was saying. I did feel like there was a lot here that she said that I do think could have been mistaken as being long-winded, but I did feel like it was purposeful to the actual promo that she was doing. I think the only thing that I would say that I kind of needed more, but I guess it's more of Trish Stratus's style, though, is that her delivery of the promos is very much the same throughout the entire promo and I think sometimes like you expect a little bit of like this influx of like you know more of an exaggeration in some points or whatever and we didn't get that and at first it kind of bothered me like I'm not gonna lie in the beginning it kind of bothered me but then I'm like huh you know what though maybe it's just because you know I haven't seen Trish in a while whatever but then I kind of liked it because in the end so I it ended up not bothering me towards the end and I'll tell you why because towards the end she said a line where she said um, she's not a nostalgic act. I'm not your childhood fantasy and I'm not your psychic. I like that she kind of touched on all of that. But then also when she walked away, we were getting like Trish Stratus diva, you know, diva. Yes. Like that's what you were getting when she walked off. You're like, oh, this is, this is somebody you don't mess with. And so I did I like that. That was she kind played of that delivery. In. I would love if she played that in like she like she took pride in being a diva. Like, I, yeah. I think that would be very cool. Because that's to me, like those were the vibes that I got mm-hmm. from her. And so that's why, like, I felt like, OK, well, I may not have liked this delivery on somebody else for Trish Stratus. It worked. And sure. I just wish the crowd was a li- cared a little bit more about it. KE775 says, how do they play this Trish-Becky storyline out till SummerSlam? Do they bait and switch match or does trip pop, Trish pop in periodically to mess with Becky until she agrees to the match? Lots of possibilities. That is an interesting aspect of this because they got three and a half months to do it. 
I mean, they they can tease the match and then do the bait and switch. They've been absolutely fine doing that in the past. They can do a thing where I, they they could do like almost like the double swerve where Becky gets laid out backstage, but Trish says, well, "It wasn't me. I don't know who is it, who it was," and she even feigns concern. Then you do the second swerve where she was behind it. You know, they, they'll have their ways. Uh, who knows if they'll be good, but they'll have their ways for sure. Wait, so you think this is the, the match isn't going to happen until SummerSlam? It's, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the original plan was to have it stretched out. Oh, okay. Got SummerSlam. it. Got it. Oh, man. I kind of would like it if they, well, I mean, SummerSlam's not too far from now. So I guess that's fine. John says, what's going on with Bray? Uh, he's been ill. That's that's really all I can say. Uh, the tantalizing Tony Wrestling Show says, great guy, great show, guys. Uh, this says, definitely happy with tonight's Raw. Booked pretty solid. It yeah, flew by, I, honestly. It did. It was, it was very, it was very, very good. You know uh, how excited it, I get where I don't well, look at the clock and then I look and it's 7.30 and I'm like, oh, thank God. I, I will say... <laughs> It was good, and it didn't have Becky. It didn't have Roman. It didn't have a lot of people. And I think it felt – I mean, I also didn't start watching it until 40 minutes in, and I caught up through commercials. Maybe that's one of the reasons I like No, it. I watched live. I watched okay. live, and I checked the clock like almost a little bit before 7.30, and that's good because if I checked the clock before, it's not a good show. So depending on the time that I checked is a good sign. Tommy Crazy says, sorry, guys, I'm speaking it into existence. Be ready for Dominic for champ every week in a Humper chat. Judgment Day is the best faction. And the next big one after the bloodline, Judgment Day will help Dom successfully cash in. Trust me, Triple H is the Dom fan, apparently. He is a Dom fan. He absolutely is. Uh, that, That much I have been told repeatedly. And he was ahead of the curve on that. He was a Dom fan before a lot of people were. He loved Dom when nobody did. And Sean you say, Gar- I'm inappropriate on this show. Mm. Sean Garner says, not Raw related, but could Jordan Grace end up in WWE soon? Okay, so we had reported FightfulSelect.com. If you could believe such a thing, Denise, we reported contract news Sunday. I know, crazy concept. It'll never catch on. People will never subscribe for it. It's pointless news is what I hear on the internet. But as of March... Jordan Grace's deal was set to expire in May. I don't know if they've come to an agreement since then. But I, I don't know how many people know this. Jordan Grace is a legitimate millionaire outside of wrestling because of her OnlyFans. A millionaire. I didn't know that. Yes, she is a millionaire. Like more than a mil- than more like more than one. Yes, more than a. She is a millionaire. She is a millionaire just like over with OnlyFans. The OnlyFans. Like if she were to just stop with wrestling. the OnlyFans. Yes. Do you know how many As subscribers right she has? Like how many subscribers do you have to have to get like a million? Know, ask her. Ask her. She's a millionaire anyway. Would she be willing to give that up? I don't know. Would Endeavor step in and be like, hey, you know what? Let's relax these rules on exclusive content pages because Chelsea Green had to give theirs up, hers up. And if you tell these women, well, you know what? We'll allow you to have it. There are some restrictions, obviously. There are some things regarding sponsors that we don't want you to do or participate in. Let's follow these guidelines and it doesn't turn into a Mandy Rose situation. That could be a major point of attraction for women. I've had several free agent women's wrestlers that are like, well, it wouldn't be worth it for me to give that up, but would it be for me to get a couple years of WWE exposure? Then if my deal didn't get renewed, then I do it type of thing. 
there are a lot of different factors to play into here. And I can never pretend to understand the motivations of an artist or a millionaire, but, um, man, she's, that's, that's, that's one, like, why would you give that? If you're a millionaire making that on OnlyFans from impact, from impact, people, it's tough for people to watch that show if they want to. Like, imagine if she were like in AEW and she was on a show that was getting 400 to a million a week. Imagine if she were in WWE for any period of time, 2 million viewers, and then those people go, oh, Jordan Grace. I mean, the power of advertising, I'll, I'll give you guys a little inside baseball. Our friend Destiny FOMO sponsored us one time on Listen Your Boy. She did the ridiculous uh, Patreon tier. And I said, hey, do you want us to put your link on the frame? And she's like, no, you might get demonetized that way. And I'm like, listen, I don't care. You're paying this amount of money. Just do it. And she goes, listen, if I'm on that frame, people are going to Google me. People are going to find my page. It ain't going to be tough. And that's that's just how it works. It depends on exposure towards that brand, how much WWE is willing to pay her. If they step up and say, hey, we'll make it worth it to you to not do it, that's one thing. But, yeah, uh, Jordan Grace could buy a lot of wrestling promotions right now that, that, that people watch. That's wild. Um, I had no idea, man. That's really cool. Luis I would not she- give that up shit. Like, if I was making a million dollars somewhere, oh. I'd be like, suck it, bro. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Gulping it down. Uh, it was noted that, she, that Jordan did appear at the Impact tapings. Well, her deal wasn't set to expire till May anyway. Uh, Jaden Fox says, no real question. Have a lovely day, everybody. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I can tell you guys that I know, I feel like it was a CJ Perry rep that told me that she passed her biggest WWE year on hers as well. Like as far as money earned. Uh, Call Me Crazy says, and and I mean, completely separate of that, I didn't want to do a paywall for Fightful. I was completely against it. And I know there are some people that are like, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Every single person on our staff got raises last September after we hit like 10, 11,000. So, I mean, like, that's why it, it is, it makes money. People that want to support you directly and are willing to do that. Call me crazy says Dom cashing in on Cody after finally getting felt. So, hey, would that be enough oh. adversity? Like, that's it, poor guy. <laughs> At this point, what are you doing to him? Oh. The tantalizing Tony wrestling show says, guys, hit the likes. I get all my wrestling news here. Sean and Denise, thanks. Well, thank you. And uh, you guys are going to keep it, going to want to keep it locked to Fightful because Tuesday at noon, I got an interview with MJF dropping. Denise, I uh, when I was at Squared Circle Expo, he said, hey, you want to do your dumbass interview? Come see me while I'm signing. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to interrupt anybody signing. He goes, I don't care about them. And it, I walked past his line. It took a full minute to I walk past I saw that video. Line. 20 minutes later, there was no line, Denise. And I thought, well, what did he do? Did he leave? Well, then I walked in there and I saw why. Because he immediately signs it and throws the item across the room. So you got to go run and get your, and get your shit. And then he goes, Next. <laughs> that's you an experience that hey everyone meets them there's nothing have you ever had that experience where you go to meet somebody and then they cut off the line and you don't get to make it 
I've never done one of those. Okay, well, it happened to me a long time ago, and it was a horrendous feeling. <laughs> it sucks when you're the person who doesn't make the cut. Sure. I mean, I've, I've, that's happened with other things, like uh, sporting events and stuff like that. But we, what else do we got here? Street Profits, Boogs, Elias backstage. They're talking about the draft, and I thought that Baron Corbin and Tazawa were very, very good here. Elias is talking about how he's going to be the number one draft pick and he'll he'll put in a good word for Boogs. Street Profits are worried about not getting drafted together. Baron Corbin oh. is trolling and Tazawa shows up and he's like, Elias will be the last draft pick and nobody cares about Baron Corbin. I really like this from Tazawa at least. It was I. It was fun. I think the, the whole thing though, do you think they're teasing something with the Street Profits there? Was this like a hint? I'll tell you one of the things I liked the least amount about the last drafts, Denise. It's when they would draft New Day separately. It just makes somebody look stupid. Why on earth would you draft them separately if you could draft them together? And I thought there should have been a story told where Xavier and Kofi went to one of the drafters and they said, listen, don't tell Big E draft him separately because we want him to ascend on his own. Otherwise, it just makes people look dumb as fuck. To like why would you if you just could get Angelo Dawkins and and Montez Ford, why wouldn't you draft them together? You can ha- book them completely separately, uh, but it it just makes me uh it just annoyed well hopefully maybe if this time if they do do that there'll be a nice little story tied into it i hope so i mean it's it just makes common sense like it could have they could have added layers to things with that sage justice has money to put energy out there for prison dom as undisputed champ and tazala is the number one people are getting on board with this and also sage says f the twitter trolls there you go there you go (gasps) oh my god (sighs) We got Chelsea and Sonia defeating Candice and Mia Yim. I got to say that I am in complete support of this. Uh, Stooge, number one, Chelsea. The, the Queen Stooge, the Goat Stooge, Indie Wrestler of the Year 2022 Stooge, Chelsea Green defeating birthday girl Mia Yim, who f- sent me a flip-off Photoshop when I wished her a happy birthday. This is what you get. Listen, listen, I posted a tweet a couple weeks ago. FTR. Got drunk as hell, invited me on stage, and put me over. And guess what happened? They won the tag team titles. Deanna Perrazzo and Steve Macklin did their first ever like husband and wife interview with me. What happened? They, they won the championships. They won their championships. Mia Yim was mean to me. What happens? She loses. Chelsea Green is always nice to me. She wins. So... So the moral of the story is kiss your butt so that people can get success. Yes, exactly. And then you wonder why you have Twitter haters, Sean. This is why you have people coming after you. Why? Because they want to lose. They want to lose matches. That's why. Because that's what we have proven. We have proven without a (laughs) shadow of a doubt. We We have definitely proven without a shadow of a doubt. Feed Sean news. That's what everybody thinks you're going to do anyway. So go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Be the stooge. Feed me all the news and you will win things. There was a, there was you know what, a, you know, okay, fine. Put it to the test. Have someone feed you some news and then go buy a lottery ticket. 
like That's the person should works. go buy a lottery ticket. You win wrestling matches. No, there was no, one time there there was one time there was a very very prominent WWE wrestler that nobody would expect ever would speak to a dirt sheet person, and WWE walked up to this person and said, "Did you talk to Sean about this?" And they went, "Yeah." And then the person went, "Oh." And then the wrestler went, "How did you think this conversation was going to go?" Like, was I supposed to get in trouble for this or something? And I was like, do I know the story? I'll, I'll put in the private chat the private who it chat is. So I can and have you a reaction. Will, you will know why they didn't get in trouble. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah I see. <laughs> Good times. Uh, Sage says, real moral of the story. Sean is a shill for all the companies and bookers reward his friends. There you go. There you go. And Orlando says, wait, did you interview Dom? Yes, I did. So money in the bank winner Dom is coming. God soon. damn. Stop it. Stop it. Just kill me now, man. Just kill. Just end it. Just end it now. Oh man. I don't want to live in this world. In the, the Dominic defeats Roman Reigns world. I love it. I love it. You know what? You can you can sleep better at night if you're nice to me. Because that's a good way for me to avoid Twitter trolls, Denise. If you're just nice to me, I'll be nice to you. But you know what? Whether you're nice or mean to me, you're going to be able to sleep well tonight with helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful legitimately changed my life. Uh, I used them before we ever worked with them as a sponsor. In fact, I went to helixsleep.com Slash, well, before it was slash Fightful, I went to helixsleep.com and I took their quiz. I found the right mattress for me and I slept on it and it changed my life. It was a lot better than that, that slab of memory foam I was on. And then I hit him up and I said, I'd love to work with you guys. Love your pillows. Love your mattress. It's helped my spine. It's helped my back. It's helped my quality of sleep. Helped my versatility of sleep because I went from sleeping on my back to being able to sleep on my side and my back. And they said, yeah, let's do the thing. And then they said, you know what? Let's do two free dream pillows, which is $150 value, and 20% off any purchase when you use helixsleep.com slash Fightful and the code Fightful. You take their sleep quiz. You get the right mattress for you, whether it's a plus-size mattress, whether it's one to keep you cool, whether it's one to help you align your spine. And it's not one that's been rolled on by a bunch of other people. You might say, how on earth can I trust it? Well, you, you can. You take that quiz. It's sent straight to you. And if for some reason you don't like it, there's a 100-night risk-free trial. They will come pick up the mattress for you. Good housekeeping. GQ. Wired. Fightful. All these great, absolutely equal publications have spoken just sugar about helixsleep.com slash fightful love them uh after the match chelsea threw water a drink at Liv and uh, raquel i like that they were out there for it i like that they're doing a little bit of a story for chelsea and, and sonia because one of the issues that i had was them popping up and being like give us a title shot when they hadn't won a match or anything well they won their match tonight so I'm thinking, hell yeah. You think they're going to win the titles? No, I kind of want them to. No, but I do want them to because Chelsea's nice to me. Well, okay. I want them to but for a different what? reason. But you know what? Raquel Rodriguez is nice to everyone. I know that shocks people, 
because they're like, oh my God, she needs to be more like, like angry. She's just like a really nice person. She's really bubbly and kind and nice. So my reasoning for wanting Chelsea and Sonia to win the, t- the tag titles is they feel more like a team than Raquel and Liv. And like, I, I know that Raquel and Liv could definitely benefit from being champions, but I just kind of see them doing a lot more with Chelsea and Sonia as champions. I think creatively they can have a lot of fun with them as champion because they'd be super obnoxious. Like that would be the thing. And I kind of want to get them like to be super obnoxious with the titles. I'm sorry. Yeah. I kind of want to see that story play out. Did you notice uh, Nikki Cross stalking out Candace at ringside? I didn't. She was over on over the, the barricade stalking her out. By the way, Nikki Cross wrestled Isla Dawn on main event tonight, as reported nice. by FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in business. Orion Ben says, Dom wins money in the bank, hands the briefcase to Rhea, mommy wins. We're still on this? Okay, what if they do a thing like, like um, what's his face? James Ellsworth and uh, Carmella did, where no. you have Dominic... Like literally, no, I would hate that, by the way. I would hate it. But what if they did something like that where he helped Rhea? I would hate that. Or the opposite, where Rhea helps Dom. I would hate that. I hate all those ideas. B-Sweet says, Sean, what's the expected etiquette for other outlets to release info from Fightful Select? Totally worth the $5 and happy to support. So, I mean, there's no expected etiquette. But what I have our staff do is nothing before 30 minutes after it goes out somewhere. I want to give... Dave Meltzer, Mike Johnson, people like that, uh, post-wrestling, a good opportunity to sell some subscriptions because that's how they pay their staff. That's ideally what I'd like for ours, but that's not the way it always happens. If I've posted something in a tweet, it's out there. The weird thing is like when you post a tweet with a picture and then somebody just posts that same information with a picture of their own, and I'm like, you could have just slapped the retweet. like. I don't or at get least that a quote retweet. A I think quote it's retweet. because, well, I they think want it's the because, engagement. Of course. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. They think that the, well, you can get the same kind of engagement if you well, quote retweet. Listen, probably worth it on stuff that I post. Cause I got like thousands of people blocked a lot. I'm going I'm to copy and paste all your stuff. Okay. MC scammer says I gulp loudly circa 2023 Denise. And tantalizing. Oh man, I thought he was admitting that he gulps loudly too. No, I was gonna like no. not feel alone. No, you definitely should feel alone. That's not fair. How do you gulp like softly? For me, it always sounds like a drum. Like there's, <laughs> it sounds like there's a drum banging <laughs> inside my throat. <sighs> I don't know why that happens to me. And I've practiced, by the way, because I've been called down on this. Like, my sisters called me out on it. Like, people have called me out, like, saying you gulp loudly. And I've tried to practice, like, not gulping loudly, but then I feel like I'm going to choke. So I feel like I have to do it or else it just doesn't go down the right way. Do you want me to die because I choked on my water? Because all because I didn't want to gulp loudly in front of people. (laughs) She died choking on her water. I'd be really sad, actually. <laughs> Fightful select. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what, Sean? If I die, please take the scoop so you can. Someone can at least make some money off of it. 
Go right ahead. You can post it on Fightful Select. Knock on wood, by the way. I ain't ready to go yet. Can you talk? I'm just talking nonsense here. Oh, you sure are. I'm just letting you go. I know. Don't stop me. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Okay, we've had way too much dead air. There's going to be audio listeners and they're going to be like, oh, did the stream cut off? And then they're not going to finish listening to the podcast. The Sean speak. says, what are you doing, Step Host? I just really yeah. wish that somebody else would come out here on this chat and let me know if you also gulp loudly because I feel alone. And I feel like there's no chance in hell that there's 8 billion people on this planet and that I'm the only person who gulps loudly. Please. I know there's someone else out there. It could be worse. I could be Vince and I could do like the water swishing thing. The... Have you seen him drink water? Okay, it could be worse. I could be Vince and start swishing water inside of my mouth and then swallow. Like, that's just terrible. Have you seen the Tony Khan clip? Which one? There's so many. Where he, like, <laughs> where he, like, he gulps. Does he also gulp loudly? Like, I don't want to make fun of him, but it's very clearly he he gulped too much water. Um. That's the worst. Have you ever been choking at a restaurant because you like drank water and it went down the wrong path and then you start coughing and then it looks like you drank water for the first time in your life? That's the worst. And you can't stop it either. Like you got to cough it out for like a good two minutes. Now, listen, I, I am not one of these people that post this as a, as like a dunk on Tony Khan. Cause I just think that that stuff is, is very, very weird, but I'll show y'all what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, now I want to see it because I'm confused. Oh. oh, brother. I can't believe this is what I'm doing with my life, man. You brought it up. I got you telling me how to handle myself on social media, and you're out here. I've told you. This is to point out the fact that uh, your win tonight brought to. <laughs> I've seen that one. And listen, <laughs> he very clearly was like, too much. Um, you know what though that's happened to me i'm sure it's happened to a bunch of people um that's why like yeah i get it man it happens water's tricky rh says denise translates his subscriptions period and tantalizing tony show says sean met you at wrestlecade last year you gave me good advice almost at 6k subs now hell yeah man i'm so glad to do that glad that i met you uh so glad that you're doing well as well like just produce that content. Uh, Denise is also, uh, she's approaching a milestone to so help get her there as well. But it's not gulpy milestone. It's... Hey, you think I'd get good views if I just like did a video where I just gulped? Like ASMR. <sighs> hey, man, that could be like my one. Yeah, Denise, I think that video. would get some clicks. I think that'd get some clicks. Urel says, Denise, some of us were watching this with our spouses. You kept digging yourself into a bigger hole. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I need 134 followers on YouTube to get 100K. Denise has what in her throat? A drum, clearly. Dalvin says, greetings from Louisiana. What superstars do you think will benefit the most from the draft? Big fan of Fightful. Keep up the great work. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is one. 
I think that he'll benefit. I think the LWO will actually benefit from it. And I think that. I think I hope Drew McIntyre will. benefits from it. Yeah, me too. Me too. <clears throat> we had Cody Rhodes come out. He's dressed to compete, which is funny because later on in the night, he's not. He's changing to his suit. And he's calling out Brock Lesnar and Adam Pierce is saying, no, that's not going to happen. No, not at all. You're not cleared to compete. And Cody says, yeah, you know what? You're right. Then he says, to hell with that and grabs a chair. Brock Lesnar comes out. He stole the streak, the soul, the hat, and the trench coat from The Undertaker. He comes out looking like Jeff Jarrett in his full reveal. He was also dressed like the male version of Trish Stratus because she also came out with the black hat and the <laughs> coat, too. It's true. It's true. You should have the same top, too. <laughs> <laughs> but Tamala says, should we address Brock's fashion today? Of course we should address his fashion. The man wears a feather it? in his cap. I posted, sure I posted on Twitter that he is underrated when it comes to wrestling fashion icons, I think we need to start including Brock Lesnar in this conversation. The man wears denim on denim. He knows when to add plaid. He rocks a cowboy hat with a feather. I may add, he knows how to wear all black. Someone's uh, someone reminded me of like sweater Brock too. We've also had sweater Brock. And then there was also, um, there was another one. What was it? I'm, I'm not, Oh yeah. And of course the undertaker look. It's fashion icon. SAS says, with Cody's redemption arc possibly lasting till SummerSlam, do you think Cody's next opponent will be Drew, especially with Drew rumored to turn heel? I think Drew could use a bit of a change. Uh, how are you feeling about that? I think Drew definitely needs a big change. I feel like he is somebody that I remember at, what was it? WrestleMania 37. I really thought that he would kind of go back on top of that mountain again. And I kind of felt like there was a period where he was kind of just in things that really didn't matter. Um, I'm trying to remember what was the whole thing that he was doing with the sword thing at SummerSlam. That was really weird. That wasn't too good. What was it with Shanky? He didn't seem to like that. Was it Shanky? I don't know. I don't remember. There was something, I forgot what it was that he was doing that was just so like below uh, Drew McIntyre's standards. And I just felt so bad for him. And then, um, you know, I really do feel that like from, and I feel like this is something I always say when it comes to Drew McIntyre is that I feel bad for him because he was a champion. He had the dream in literally the worst period to be a champion and have your dream coming true when oh, you yeah. have to like literally be the COVID era champion and you don't get to be out there with the crowds and you don't get to have your moments. That to me really sucks. Like every time I see the picture of Drew McIntyre, like winning the championship and holding it up at the freaking performance center at WrestleMania 36, like oh, I feel so bad when I see that picture. And so um, I always feel like he should be like kind of grab back what he had, you know, when he won the Royal Rumble, that moment that he had there. I would like to see him have that moment again. And the best thing that has happened really since then has honestly been that triple threat intercontinental championship match at WrestleMania. That was the uh, that was great, obviously. What's the percentage Wood says last year before Cody returned? They kept dropping hints to previous lines and gimmicks from his career with Cody saying his friend Matt and commentary saying always ready. Do you think they're hinting for Matt Cardona? 
You know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Now, when I saw Matt Cardona last weekend, he seemed to be very, very happy with what he's doing. But we have heard about wrestlers being signed and not being used. Eric Young hasn't been used. Matt Cardona hasn't worked NWA or Impact or like anything like that in two months. He's worked only indies, so. I don't know. I'll see what I can dig around and find out. Andy Rudd says, Cody's Brock needs to win line indicates that he's counting the lights at Backlash. Cody really needed the win, but WWE won't let him beat a marquee guy. They should. And I said that I thought that this match would be more interesting uh, with the title. And somebody said, wrong. If Cody was champion, no one would honestly believe they'd take the title off of him right away. Him not being champion at least carries some intrigue. Then why ever do a title change ever if you're but i would absolutely believe that with a batshit crazy vince mcmahon looming in the shadows that they could take the title right off of cody of course and even if you don't believe it what the hell like that is a great first title defense by the way if you're defeating brock lesnar yeah steven says with night of champions being a thousand days for reigns does cody win it that night I don't think so. Well, if you had the American Nightmare win it in Saudi. Oof. Bad. Bad. Would you rather win in Los Angeles or in Saudi? Leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. We appreciate it. Luis says, my first thought seeing Brock's coat. It's Sting! Pamela says, I think Cody Rhodes woke up and chose violence today because his poor security guards got their asses beat. Hope they no, get a pay dude, raise. Did you see like the security guards, how they like, there was one point, I wish I would have like gift this. There was one point where like, this is literally Cody and there's all these security guards and you just see Cody's body like fly, <laughs> fly right into like the, the, the ring apron. I actually thought was like, damn, like, they zero chill. It's like a rag we had, doll. We had reported on Fightful Select this morning or actually it was, yeah, it was this morning that they had 20 extras. <laughs> For security guards for today's show. And it's like, oh, well, something's happening tonight. Okay. Cyclops is better than Logan says, we're talking about gulping and throat problems. The return of step host is among us. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, we've got a series of segments that all tied into each other. And I really enjoyed how they kicked it off. You had the bloodline without Roman <laughs> out, out in the ring. And Paul Heyman brings out Judgment Day. And he says there is a short-term deal that has been hatched. And it is made abundantly clear. Bloodline and Judgment Day don't like each other, which I think is way better than what we saw in the past, where it's like, oh, all these heels get along. All these absolute assholes get along, but the babyfaces can't find anybody to get along with. So they do this great standoff. And there's this great spot where Paul Heyman is like, only Solo knew about this, but we're going to help each other out. You're going to, the Bloodline's going to take out LWO. Judgment Day is going to take out Owen, Sammy, Riddle. So there's this great spot where Heyman is, is saying, let Solo stand next to me. And as he does, Rhea positions herself to make sure that she is face to face with Solo. That was such a cool spot, Denise. I really, really love that. I think it would have been very funny 
if Dom immediately then positioned himself behind Rhea. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. There, there was one of the backstage segments that they did, and I think one of the things that you have to pay attention to when it comes to Rhea and Dom is a lot of like the body language that they do. I don't know if you've noticed, but then they were doing that backstage portion with Paul Heyman. Uh, Rhea had her hand on Dominic's like knee thigh. And usually, like in couples, it's the other way around. But the oh, fact you, you that know we Rhea, love our inner thigh rubbing at Fightful. It's all that's what we're all about, Denise. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> God damn it, Sean! You know someone's gonna take that out of context and be like, oh, you know, Fightful. I've ah, seen the comments. Okay, ah, I've seen the comments. Ah, okay, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Okay, but usually, okay, so for me, I thought it was funny because Rio was the one that had her hand on his leg. Okay, you know what, Sean? That was disgusting. That was disgusting. <laughs> this is not an... I'm, I'm going to close my ears. I mean, cover my, my ears and my eyes. You know, there's children watching this with their parents. <laughs> You know that, right? Like, there's yeah, children uh, listen, watching the show with their parents. If there are children watching with their parents or parents, check out our friends at Kaysen LLC. Good friends of mine, Chris. Uh, it is a nice uh, bridging of the gap between school and social media. It's a nice anti-bullying service that I like to support. KaysenLLC.com. Go ahead. All right. So, anyways, I like those little extra touches that they do with Rhea being the dominant one and them doing it in subtle ways. Me too. Me too. Tamala says, I need to see Rhea versus Solo Sokoa now. I think it's better that we don't see it. I like the 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 way they inferred it. Orion Ben says, Rhea didn't say more than five words and she stole it. I think she should have said zero words. I think she shouldn't have even said for now. I think she should have just stared straight at Solo the entire time and not said anything. One of those like women's wrestling accounts on Twitter did like a gif, like a close-up gif of Rhea where she did this like really evil menacing look. It was very simple, but it said a lot with like her eyes. I can't replicate it. But anyways, <laughs> I was thinking like, damn, you know, Rhea Ripley would be really good as like Maleficent. Like she was casted yeah, as yeah. Maleficent for like Disney or something. Damn, she'd be so good. Like, I, I don't remember what the account was called, but it popped up on my For You page and I saw it and I was like, oh shit, that's a really good, that's a really good gif of Rhea Ripley. But I, I love that. I think one of the things that is very important is that um, they really have done a really great job of establishing that Rhea is this like, she's different. She's different. She's got, she's got power. She's different. She's not afraid of standing up to the guys and when I spoke to Rhea I actually asked her about this because I was only allowed two questions and one of my questions was about how you know she really skyrocketed in terms of becoming this really big star in like literally a year and one of the things that she gave credit to was the men's division she said that working with all of the men kind of you know changed her game a little bit and I thought that was a really good like insight to see what she like the way she explained it was really good and so seeing just like this little thing that she did there with solo and some of the other things that she's done in the past carry a lot of weight there I remember uh when Britt Baker had a giant leap from her in-ring ability she was like I've been training with dudes non-stop and uh it helped her out a little bit Sage Justice says Denise 
Don't get so triggered by possible Twitter trolls. Inner thigh rubs are perfectly fine and innocent. Oh, man. Juan Ortiz says, hey, Sean, do you think who do you think could be Roman's opponent before getting back to Cody at SummerSlam? Also, subscribe to Denise's only gulps for more gulp and choke action. That's too much. <laughs> oh, God. I should do a too shorts much. video. Maybe don't get like 5 million views or something. Oh, man. Um, and who do I think? What? No, nobody. I think that Roman might legitimately defend the title at the end of May, and then he might not defend it in June and July. Yeah, which kind of sucks because you want to see him defend the title. Yeah. Likely says, I'm beginning to believe Solo is the guy to beat Roman Reigns. They're going hard with the Samoan spike. Also, awesome hair, Denise. So we did get Solo Sokoa defeating Rey Mysterio. So I ain't going to pretend like I enjoy Solo Sokoa matches right now. They're very, very slow and plodding, but I see why they do it. He's still getting accustomed to the main roster. You want him to work these long matches with guys like Rey Mysterio. As he gets more accustomed to it, as he gets more used to it, he's going to have faster-paced matches, sort of like like we saw with Umaga or Yokozuna or other people in his family that that started off with slow-paced matches and then built up that pace. Um, again, not going to say I enjoyed it, but I don't think it was a bad match or anything like that. To me, I think I was just... I'm definitely not used to Rey Mysterio matches being that pace, but... We knew Solo was going to win that, and a bunch of interference came along with that. Yeah, I think they could have actually had a better match for sure. I do agree with that. Um, I think their styles lended to uh, could have been something better. But um, going back to, to this person's super chat is I have kind of had this like lingering feeling in the back of my mind that Solo Sokoa could be the guy to defeat Roman at some point because from the looks of it, they're going to really stretch this out. I mean, based on what I've heard Paul Heyman say in interviews, based on everything I've heard from all these different interviews and what people have been saying and blah, 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 I have a feeling like this is going to go way longer than we anticipated. And I do think that there is, I don't know, man, something's telling me don't disregard Solo Sokoa on this one. I do think that there's a possibility that it could be him down the line. I'm not saying next month or tomorrow. I'm saying down the line. I don't know. We've got Dream Ninja saying Rhea moving back to step in front of Solo is one of the most badass things I've seen on TV in a long time. So good. I agree. And that's why I didn't want her to say anything with that. Uh, we outlasted Sour Graps again. My God, they suck. Check out Sour Graps, FightfulSelect.com. We see Heyman in Judgment Day backstage. I really liked this too. I thought that Paul Heyman did an awful lot to put over Judgment Day. Having them associated with the bloodline, handling some of the bloodline's work. Also, Roman, you get the feeling that he enlisted Judgment Day because he was losing some confidence in his own cousins after they lost the titles, which I thought was great. Uh, <laughs> Balor says to Heyman, eh, and Heyman is like in disbelief and goes and tattles on Balor immediately. Like as soon as, as soon as the, he has the ability to do that, he's like, this guy said, eh, I thought this was a really, really great segment. Yeah. All of this stuff was good. That was, that was where I noticed the, the, the hand thing. FYI. I also like the KO Zane and Riddle segment where they're where Sammy. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. Continue on. 
Sammy goes, Riddle, what kind of ideas do you have? And Owen doesn't want to hear any. And Riddle has an idea similar to the Cobra of uh, Santino Morella, who appeared on Impact Wrestling this week. He said the Tobro, where he kicked somebody in the throat. And Kevin Owens is not happy with this at all. Uh, he's like, this is a stupid idea. And Zane's like, okay, okay, maybe you're right. Then Riddle goes, no, actually, I'm just going to whip their asses. I think I'll do that instead. I was joking. And then Kevin's like, maybe we should listen to him. I thought this was fantastic. This made me want to see some sort of debate between Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle. Yeah. Because they seem, I don't know, like they seem like people that you would think would get along like on like their characters. But they, but the fact that Kevin Owens was like kind of shitting on his idea and not really like willing to hear his stuff out. Sure. But then I really liked when Matt Riddle was like, you think I'm an idiot? Like, no, I like, you know, this and that. I, I really do think that I, I want to see more here with Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle. They got something in terms of like the character aspect of it. And Kev- and Sami Zayn is kind of just like, you know, the, he's just kind of like the, the person kind of in between here. And I kind of like that role for him. Uh, I really, I really wasn't expecting to see Matt Riddle, you know, be uh, such a big puzzle piece in all of this, uh, you know, considering the win with Sammy and, uh, Uh, Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, I wasn't expecting for, you know, Matt Riddle to come back and obviously get involved in this program. So for me, I kind of really like the way that it's been sort of tying in to now where I'm looking forward to seeing what creative segments they do with, with these three guys. Guys, get in your super chats, humper chats. We were heading down the home stretch. This main event, I mean, you knew what the ingredients involved. KO Zane and Riddle defeat the Judgment Day. You knew it was going to be good. It was good, Denise. Uh, great pop for the Riddle hot tag, too. He slid right back in and done well, and you hope that he keeps everything straight and on a good path and all that stuff. But so far, so good, it looks like. Yeah, this was a fun match, too. I love the ending, of course, with Kevin Owens hitting uh, Stunner on Finn, Stunner on Priest, all of that. Uh, Sammy going in right with the Haluba kick on Finn Balor. Um, I loved all of this, but... The thing I really want to talk about is the events that unfolded afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, So good match, but we got Gang Wars, which is usually an AEW tradition, but it is now WWE. We got everybody. We got Judgment Day. We got the Bloodline without Roman. We got KO, Sammy, and Riddle, and we got the LWO, and I'm, I'm so high on LWO right now. They are killing it right now. Andrew Cool says 14 uh, man tag team match Friday night SmackDown. Zach says, when are we getting the six on six at Judgment Day? Which member of Legato gets left out? Um, well, I mean, hmm, I actually do like that idea for Judgment Day, um, or and Judge, or sorry, when are we getting it? We should get it on a Raw or a SmackDown or something like that. I think it makes too much sense to do this. Uh, KE775 says, I hope this uh, is a hard brand split. Bloodline KO Sammy along with Judgment Day. Ray is completely taken over both shows. Well, yeah, but to me, there are enough unique pieces involved and they all came together, Denise. I, I'm ready to see that. I, I want to see that. And I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, Ray is going to do something with Bad Bunny, obviously. So there's going to be some some ingredients that are included and excluded as a result of that. 
but what did you think of the gang wars? Actually, now that I think about it, you know what we need to do for our post show, by the way, for our backlash post show, we need to put a little picture of Bad Bunny like right here since they're putting him on all of the match graphics. Have you noticed yeah. that? That Bad Bunny's in all the little match graphics because he's the host. Yes. But it's funny. Anyway, so <laughs> just an idea for our post show. Um, But for me, I have to touch on the fact that the LWO is really feeling like this could have been a really easy, easy situation where they could have just kind of felt like they were forced into this program. But instead, it's kind of feeling like we're seeing something new, something, um, something fresh on the show that's like beginning to like, you know, have its, uh, you know, like birth here on the show. And so for me, that's been really fun to see everything that, you know, since, you know, obviously it, everything started before WrestleMania, we started to see the, the, you know, all of this come together with Santos and Ray and this and that, but it was really after WrestleMania that you had this like big moment with the LWO and now, you know, they're doing their thing. They feel cool. And this is like the thing that, you know, we have been wanting to see, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but everybody knows that, like, Latinos were not used good, you know, in WWE. Like, we get the bottom of the barrel type stuff. Um, and so to finally have something that actually feels cool on the show is very exciting. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, cool this feels cool as hell. Good. Right. It feels cool. It really does. Like, when they come in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, this doesn't feel like fucking, like, oops, sorry. This doesn't feel like <laughs> retribution, you know? Like, like retribution did not feel cool. This feels cool. It like just watching it, like I'm I'm invested in them. Like I really enjoy this group. And listen, Denise, I'm just saying, I got on screen with Santos Escobar and he put me over. He said nice things. Oh, he my said God, a lot of great no. things. And guess what happened the next day, Denise? They brought back the LWO. Go back and watch that interview, guys. The Nobody has put me over the way Santos Escobar put me over. He said, I wanted to wait until we were on camera to tell you how much I respect you. And I, I looked at him and I said, thank you, Santos Escobar. And then the LWO reformed and we're off to the races. More evidence of good things happening when you're nice to Sean Ross Sapp. I'm just saying. Chaos says, too bad we just had war games because I'd love four versus four versus four war games between LWO, Bloodline, and maybe RK Bro, Zane, and Owens. I think we're still a ways away from uh, from Orton, unfortunately, but I would love to see some Bloodline uh, and Judgment Day in integration and, you know, LWO as well. I think there's ways that you can do this. You can make this stuff happen in any way that you want because you can script. You can script it and... You are bound only by your own rules. Nick all or uh, Marquise films uh, wraps us up by saying Nick Aldis impact contract, any possibility he eventually makes his way to, w to WWE. Also, they need to st stop the piped in crowd noise. Well, I wish they would, I wish they would pipe in some crowd noise when I do my moves. That way I wouldn't get roasted on the internet, but I don't know about Nick Aldis's contract. I've asked him. But I don't know. Uh, Mickey is not under contract and has never been under contract with Impact during this last run. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, I want that same deal. I know WWE had some interest in it uh, or interest in him. And they had told him, well, we would like to hire you. Triple H likes you. But we're not hiring right now. That's one of the ways I found out they got they, they were in a freeze as far back as January which uh, I have been told Nick Khan has told some people we may be hiring again soon. So we'll see.
Yeah. We're back to the era of 90 minute post shows, if you can believe that. Dan- uh, Do, Denise, I don't getting think we, ever, we never had that era, Sean. Yeah, we did. It was pretty common. It was pretty common. No, we but, did not. Ever. Uh, guys, I will be on the SmackDown post show on uh, April 28th for the draft. I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to show up work on Friday. Might do some more this summer. We'll see how that show goes. Uh, Marquise Film says, who else could you see join the LWO or is this it? Dragon Lee makes an awful lot of sense, Denise. That would be cool. Hey, we got the draft coming up. They said it was going to be game changing. Yeah. And um, as Luis says... Uh, Angel and Humberto, because Hector or Hector Garza was in the LWO and WCW. That makes an awful lot of sense. And we haven't seen them do anything with them recently. Like I feel really bad because right now when you mentioned them, I was like, I forgot they were there. That's really Denise, terrible. You've interviewed them as well. They are so good. Like they, oh, yeah. like Angel Garza has a very special charisma to him as well. But tell the people what you got going on. All right, just for me, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'm like 150 subscribers away from Get her there, 100K. guys. I mean, I'm practically licking it at this point, you know, but it Whoa. ain't happening just yet. Well, Jesus, why do you say these things? Because I am. That's a saying. It's an expression. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I've heard Denise, a bunch of people say that. No, it's no. It's not. Yes, you are. Okay, fine. If it would have been a snake, it would have bit me. Or hold on. Huh? What's another one to say that I'm almost Why there? Why do you do this to yourself? There's it's no way you don't way know. It's just the way I talk, Sean. I'm Evidently. sorry. Okay. Well, well, I am. I'm so close to it. All right. YouTube.com slash. Guys, you're getting her so close. She's so close. She's so close. Same thing for Twitter, by the way. I'm almost there at 100K, okay? Don't brag about your Twitter account, Sean. Don't brag. You can't have it both ways. You brag about your numbers, but then you're always like, they're so weird. I'm just saying, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it I do what? Because if I were to remember correctly, you were crying. What was I crying about? Today about my Twitter. Oh yes, I was crying. You were. You were. Oh yes. I'm just saying. Look, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. Sean, you haven't promoted my account in like six months on this show. Fix the frame. I'll you're, send it to you. You're literally trying to you're trying to keep me down. You're like, I don't want Denise to rise. That's literally what you're doing. Ricardo says, Miz hitting a 2X DDT popped me tremendously. Let me tell you, it sounds like Denise is about to pop. I just don't know about you anymore, Denise. See, you deflect. You're like, oh, you always brag about your followers. Then you cry. Just to, like, we're, we're not here talking about that. We're talking about you being an absolute freak on the World Wide Web. Just one. Guys, until next time, we're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.